Hey there, loves. Last weekend, I threw away my wedding dress. Yep, you heard me right. I threw my wedding dress away. Last weekend was a time for spring cleaning. Physically, mentally, and emotionally. And although the spring cleaning seems to be a gargantuous effort, it was really good for my soul. At first, it was like, how do we do this? In the time that we have, because I only had about a couple of days to get this spring cleaning done. And I started with a plan. I started to look at all of the rooms in the house. And I started with the bathrooms first. (laughs) And then moved on to the bedrooms. And then moved on to the front of the house. And then around the house. And I still have one more set of cleaning to do. And that is this weekend when I sweep and mop and sage and pray and set good intentions over this space. I'm saying this to you to say that there are times in your life where you need a reset. Whenever you're feeling absolutely overwhelmed, you need to practice the art of the pause and stop and think and say, let me assess the situation and go forward. My life has had that moment happen, that moment that arrested me from all of the hustle and bustle and the activity into a screeching halt. And when I got to that screeching halt, that assessment made me realize so many things that hit me to my core. And I'm going to bring you to that point where I threw my wedding dress away. So for those of y'all who don't know me, I am divorced. I have been happily divorced for seven years now. And I was keeping things from that relationship. And by keeping those things, I was holding myself back from experiencing new things, healthier things, things that were that are beneficial to my going forward. And it was good that I, I didn't do it alone. I had a friend of mine, a counselor, and he came and helped me with this cleansing, with this physical and spiritual and emotional cleansing. And I got to different things, and I was like, you know, don't need this, need this, etc. And then I got to my wedding dress. And I looked at it. 
I hadn't worn it since 2011. (laughs) And it was like, why am I keeping this? For whom? It's been 12 years. (laughs) I don't want to be like, that literary figure in Charles Dickens' book, Great Expectations, holding on to this wedding, that really wasn't a good memory in my life. I mean, maybe there were some pockets of wonderful memories, But when you measure it, when you assess it, when you weigh out the bad, far outweighed the good. And I looked at it, my counselor looked at it and looked at me and we said, together, don't need it. (laughs) And we put it into the receptacle. It was a feeling of lightness that engulfed me. My shoulders went down. I breathed a sigh of relief and I continued on my cleansing. You know that there were some points within the cleansing or we could call it spring cleaning where you were like, okay, all of these memories are attached, but really Do I need it? And if you answer yes, then you keep it. If you answer no, then you throw it away. And I did it through the entire house as the rooms that I've called before. And one room that really stood out was the laundry room, the room where we do the washing of our clothing and I really realized that there was so much clutter there. And clutter is accumulation of stuff over time. It's going to happen at some stage in your life. You're going to have things and you're going to see, oh, there's a space, I'll fill it. Oh, there's a space, I'll fill it. Until, you know, you have things on top of things on top of things. And then that's a buildup. And... Last weekend was a cleansing and it was beautiful. And at the end of the weekend, we all stepped back and we looked at our space, at our living space. And we all breathed a sigh of relief and we assessed what needs to stay and what needs to go. That was a very big statement. What needs to stay and what needs to go. I am just floored at the amounts of tests and trials that we get. And when I went to church on Sunday with my mother, the sermon by the priest spoke about temptations and how these temptations are in the forms of tests and trials. And from these tests and trials, 
sorry, from these tests and trials, you gain strength. Strength is important going through life. Strength helps you to go a little bit further. I mean, I'm going to give you a quick example. Whenever I'm tired or whenever there's something that just annoys me and makes my eyes roll, I say, give me strength. <laughs> to the universe, the most I give me strength. And with that request, I don't know, I, I get some strength and it keeps me going. But sometimes you center yourself and you assess what's going on in your life, your tests and your trials, whether they're related to your family, your friends, or your workplace, whether it's your personal relationships, whether it's your interpersonal, intrapersonal relationships. And you sit with it and you say, give me strength. Whether it is that you find a space, a quiet space in the morning like I do when my children are asleep or as a friend of mine does, he just gets in his car and drives to a beautiful space where the waves hit the cliff and he is quiet and he centers. And you just do that. When you're doing that, you're able to still yourself, to ground yourself. Because by doing that, it makes you stronger. I had a quote that I came across and it, it comes across in different forms and fashions, whether it is African proverbs or Bible sayings or quotes from some famous person and the essence of this is that when you're loud it reflects insecurity but when you're quiet it reflects confidence and there's a passage in the bible by the prophet of Isaiah that says quiet confidence will be our strength and I hold on to that passage. I set that as my intention. Whenever I'm doing my yoga practice or whenever I'm going through my day, there's always an intention to be set. When you set that intention and go through your practice or go through your activities for the day, it grounds you, it centers you. And for me, when anyone asks me, why are you so cool? Why are you so, you know, nothing is really bothering you? I realize that that's something that is harping on them. That is a struggle that they have within. And they're trying to find a solution. And I tell them, just be quietly confident. If you take time to settle, 
and you take time to ground yourself. Trivial things don't bother you. But if you let trivial things bother you, if you're loud, it expresses insecurities. And I know for a fact that there are parts in my life where I am loud. And I accept that because I do have insecurities. Because I'm not fully strong. I'm not completely strong. There are always weaknesses. We're only human. We're built up with amounts of strengths and amounts of weaknesses. So when people ask you, what are your strengths? Some people easily rattle those off. But when people ask you, what are your weaknesses? It's at that point where people go like, okay, I I never really thought of that. Or, okay, I don't really want to share my weakness because that's a personal thing. But you have no problem sharing your strengths. I want to challenge my listeners to embrace both your strengths and your weaknesses because you can turn your weaknesses into strengths as well too and you can maintain your strengths. But having a weakness is a part of who you are as a human being and it's okay. Going through challenges and tests is a part of who you are as a human being and it's okay. Failures and successes are a part of who you are as a human being, and that is okay as well. Don't be afraid to fail. Because when you fail, then you have a fresh start. Change your mindset towards failing. Because that was once my weakness. My weakness was the fail of fear of failure. And now I don't fear it anymore. So what if I fail? If I fail, it's like, okay, let's go back to the drawing board. Let's see what we can do. (laughs) Now, I am a history teacher, but I also teach a subject called coding. And people don't understand the connections. I mean, I give them some time to think about it and see how history connects with coding. After all, there is the history of coding. But nonetheless, the skills that coding teaches you really are applicable to your life. Like the skills that history teaches you. Like the skills that chess teaches you. And there's this one thing that I was leaving with my students, and I'll leave with you. And it's on the topic of algorithms. <laughs> You know, the algorithm led you here, so I might as well talk about the algorithm. (laughs) An algorithm is a set of procedures that you use in order to solve a problem. And you have a programming um, algorithm which you use within the computer, and that is helpful in terms of solving a problem. It's like a recipe, it's like steps that you do. And if you haven't solved the problem, you have to go back to your steps and reevaluate them. And that's like life, you know, you have a problem or you want to achieve a specific goal. How do you do it? You put steps into place. For me, I had a problem with my house and clutter. <laughs> and what I did is I put steps into place in order to make sure that that problem was solved or that goal was achieved. And that's what I want to get you guys to do. You know, it sounds really simple, but sometimes you need to hear it. 
if you have a goal or if you have a problem in your life, put steps towards it. And if it fails, just take a breath, go back, tweak it, come back again. But don't ever be dejected. You're going to be able to get through. Because you're all you need to get by. (laughs) All right, loves. Hope you liked it. Take care and be safe.